Cool. So this won't be a Nitrogen podcast. This is going to be simply two guys who appreciate wrestling and two guys who appreciate the man recently departed this plane of existence, Mr. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. And as many people have been doing over the past uh, couple of days, going back into the network or to the Peacock or to YouTube or Dailymotion or anything to go and reminisce and watch some old matches of Scott Hall. Maybe not even that old if you've got access to the 2015-2016 uh, stuff that he, he did later on, the indies. Um, yeah, we just wanted to... I've had this since the you know since since hearing the news that that he'd sadly passed away. You just ha we had that. We all sort of uh, we have what we remember, but in this day and age, we have access to everything at our fingertips and and the ability to just watch more or less any any match that we want from a wrestler um, with things like the WWE Network. So today uh that's exactly what me and brian are going to do we're gonna um we're gonna go through four scott Hall matches that we've picked out as being ones that piqued our interest but also shone a good light on the abilities and i'm going to use this word brian because i've been dying to use it machismo Oh, good word. It's really just, good word. It's just the perfect way to describe the bad guy. Yes, um, 100%. Scott Hall. So we are going to watch... Um, in fact, I'm going to let you introduce these, Brian. Um, because, well, these these first two are your picks, primarily. Yes. So. Um, yeah, I should preface this that um, I have said to Mark, and he hasn't told me yet or nay on the matches he has selected yet. He's going to leave that as a little bit of a surprise, I think. But I told him that um, the timeline goes out the window for this. Um, I don't give two shits about spoilers. If two matches that Scott Hall had that are near and dear to Mark's heart are WCW matches that I haven't seen, and it spoils future events for me a little bit, so be it, because at the end of the day, what I wanted from this is for Mark. Mark's a bigger Scott Hall fan than what I am, and that's not to say I'm not a Scott Hall fan. I, I absolutely am. I really am, but I never grew up with him. Um, I, I started watching wrestling in 2000. I got little bits of stuff from previous. I didn't get to watch WCW at the time, and and so the peak of Scott Hall's career had passed me by. So for me, my appreciation for Scott Hall has mainly come from this podcast, but from having the WWE Network over the last few years, where I could just go back and uh, look at matches that people told me, like uh, HPK versus Reza Ramon at WrestleMania, uh, the, the classic ladder match, I mean... Phenomenal match. Uh, that's not one of the matches I picked, by the way, because there's nothing more we can really say about it. It's it's been one and done. I just looking again. I just I as Mark said, 
I just looked at matches that have piqued my interest. So, yeah, so for me, these aren't matches that hold any, any, any memories. It's more just a case of, I like the look of this match, and we're watching it. So, if Mark, as I said, if Mark wants to do WCW matches, that's fine by me. Like I said, spoils, whatever, you know, the timeline's just out the window. This is an episode on itself, of itself, to pay tribute to the man that we call the bad guy. And the first match I have picked is from Royal Rumble 1993. And I think this is going to open a good discussion because this is a WWE Championship match, or a WWF Championship match, between Razor Ramon and Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, what do you think about this match? What do you expect from this match, Mark? What you know? What is what is your feelings on this match? You know, do you do you think that it will live up to the hype? Do you think uh, do you think Razor Ramon's going to win the WWE Championship? I, I, I think we know he's not. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't need that to be spelled. I know he's not a world champion in any capacity. But you know. Do you not expect a five-star classic from this? I suppose is the 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 question to ask. You certainly expect something close to five stars, don't you, with them two mm-hmm. names, especially in retrospect. Um, and obviously, it's uh, the main event of a Royal Rumble, which you know, nine times out of ten is is something to behold. Yes. Um, so yeah, I am I am looking forward to it. Nineteen ninety three is like just just like. It's not the it's not the the wrestling boom peak period that everybody knows and loves, but in nineteen ninety three, there's just like uh, an insane amount of talent knocking about, uh, and obviously this is not it's not too long after Scott Hall's jump from WCW to the WWF, where he just always won like won. Every, going through his, his match history and his win-loss record in the WWF was insanely good. In WCW as the diamond stud, he was just, you know, he, was, he jobbed out quite a bit. Yeah, uh, paying pain his dues. Yeah, but obviously somebody up there in uh, Connecticut saw something and here we are. Probably, this, this I think this would actually be like 10 or 11 months after he left WCW yeah his main event in Royal Rumble against one of the greatest of all time Brett the Hitman Hart for the WWF title that's pretty special that I mean (laughs) there's not many people that do that in like 10 months (laughs) yeah it is it's really interesting this is definitely being smart man he just saw he, he just saw Scott Hall he saw those fucking chiseled abs the body hair the greasy the greasy mane on his head and just thought, you know, and, and very good looking bloke and I wouldn't be surprised because I think, uh, I think Warrior is, is done at this point, isn't he? And they're, they're looking at like Luger and I wouldn't be surprised if looking at Scott Hall, if Vince McMahon was getting second thoughts on Luger. Even mm. if only for a brief period of time. I mean, we hear this, you know, at one point you're looking at Sid as the next guy 
you know, uh, again, I said, not a, probably the, not a good-looking guy by any means, but he had a fucking body, and he was tall, yeah. and back in the 90s, you you want the next Hulk Hogan, you want the next Warrior, but you want something a little bit less cartoonish and more real, um, and I suppose you could say Razor Ramon is a little bit cartoonish, but, you know... It, it's it's mainly a rip off of uh, of Scarface, and uh, yeah. I think that's what's fucking brilliant about it because Vincent Mann didn't know what Scarface was, so th- oh, to, right. to, to to Vincent Mann, this is his creation, this is his, and it's like, nah, it's not really, though, is it? <laughs> it? It's Scott giving you an idea, and Scott just running away with it, you know, just putting on the 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 greatest. Cuban accent. I think it. I think it was Cuban or Puerto Rican. He was trying to portray. I think it was Cuban. I think it was Cuban. Yeah. yeah um, again, this is my lack of knowledge of Razor. Uh, Razor Ramon. Uh, <laughs> coming back to bat me in the ass, but yeah, it's a very interesting story. Is this anyway? Um, so the t- the time called for this match is uh, fifty one and. At 51 minutes and 30 seconds, that's where I've uh, got it paused at, so allow the listeners to ward up the network and uh, get that ready. Yeah, as we as we fill that silence. Um... <laughs> yeah, we, we can tell we haven't really... It, it, because this is like a, just something that we've had to just try and find time to do this week, because we're both really fucking busy, Mark especially, so... Um, you know, we're both really busy, we both got other things, and we couldn't let this slide, so we're, we're basically, we're, do, we're doing this on the fly, we're flying by the seat of our pants here tonight, <laughs> you yeah, know, and, yeah. and we're also recording at 10 to 2 in the morning, uh, I've been up since half past 4 this morning for work as well, so <laughs> you can tell I'm a little bit tired as well, but, you know, we we have to do this, we just simply have to, you know, and uh, yeah, I think I think we give him enough time, haven't we, Mark? <laughs> I think we have. Yeah, we're not we're not filling it with any more, right? So uh, let's full screen that first. So three, two, one, play. The Fink. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I'm not used to seeing him like this. <laughs> I'm used to seeing him with already with his uh, head already shaved. God, look at this guy. I mean, he's getting booed relentlessly, you know, but. You look at this guy and straight away, he's fucking money. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely money. Like, he, 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 this is the thing about about Scott Hall. He, he can suit any colour. No matter what colour you put on him, he'll, fuck, he'll make it work. You know, obviously, he's just using black and red here with dashes of yellow. Uh, I know Americans would, wouldn't say yellow. They would just say gold because apparently yellow is an unlucky colour um, I've read that recently so I'll get a lot of Americans saying no that's wrong um, but yeah just like fucking hell just how can you not push this guy it's just simple just looking at him you can't not push this guy right so we've got an interview with uh, Gene Auckland and uh, Bret Hart here I haven't got the volume up unfortunately I just I just want to see the match matches for what they are. I just don't really care about the volume. I'm not really going to be picking apart commentary. That, that's not the 
the purpose of this episode at all. No, yeah, I've got I've got the video on. Uh, sorry, I've got the audio on. I haven't got any uh, subtitles or anything like that because it's just not really the emphasis here, is it? But that, no, I would I will say I was digging Brett's jacket there. Uh, even yes, though it's bright pink. Uh, uh, I'm not sure I could pull it off. Um, I think you but, could. Yeah, <laughs> but the the idea of um, well, the the idea of somebody making their entrance and then cutting to the back and doing an interview, and then them sort of having their entrance. That's a different. It's a different way to do things, I suppose. Yeah. Well, look at that weird production booth as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you get a little insight through uh, of the uh, gorilla position here. I mean, it's not obviously the same these days, but it's just a you know, it's just a, a nice little backstage peek. The stew. Oh, fucking hell. I do not like Stu Hart at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna smack you real good. You know? Fucking such a creep. <laughs> Look at young-looking Earl Hebner. I say young-looking, he's probably in his, like, early 30s here, but he looks like 40, but from what we what you used to see seeing of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Nowadays, nowadays, like I'd say, nowadays, I'd say, like a few years after this, ten minutes in the ring, and he's bright red, looking like he's about to burst. Yeah. Here, he's he's slimmed down. He's got a tan. You know, he's fucking ready for Starcade '97, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to go there. With that one. <laughs> you fucking knew I were. <laughs> yeah. So this is all pink, Brett. This is yeah. uh, machismo. There it is. There it is. That's all you need, man. I mean, ever since Jay Lethal, I mean, that's kind of become synonymous with Jay Lethal, but yes. the original Machismo is, is Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. It just is. What do you think of that WF title from the time? Um, It's, it, it's hard for me because I'm always going to be biased, aren't I? It's, yeah, of course. It, but it's, I, it is. It's, it's, it's cool. It's um, it's a nice title. Yeah. There's just one problem for uh, with it for me. It's too fucking small. Too small, yeah. Yeah, it's way too small for my liking. Oh, I, th- I, I think he's literally just thrown the toothpick at the kid that Bret Hart has <laughs> just given the glasses to. I mean, fucking hell! Give me heel heat like that any time of the day, and I'm here for it. And nobody's told him to do that. He's fucking no, done yeah, that on the fly. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, it's really high, high intense action straight away here, just back and forth. Yeah, uh, I've been playing the new WWE 2K game, and it's fucking very much like this. Like straight away, it, trying to do a lock up in that game, it's like nigh on impossible. It's like no fucking combos, boom, 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 and then you fucking retaliating. And it, oh, it's it's actually really good. It's a really good mix of arcade and realism. Uh, I quite like it actually. I'm not plugging the new fucking game, but. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have been playing it, and I've been really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I am going to create our, our own uh, NGP universe on it. Good plan. Yeah, or my GM, I might just do it through that. Fucking hell. Bit of psychology on the, on the old knee. Yeah. See, this is something that we don't really get much of nowadays, so... And even then, I'd say... There wasn't that much of it when I got into wrestling. It, it was still there. It still had its presence, but it weren't as it wasn't as prevalent. That's a figure four. Oh my word! 
He does a good figure for it, does Brett, doesn't he? He does. Any leg submission, Brett's going to be, for some unfathomable reason, just, he just, yeah, he just pulls him off really nicely. Yeah. Earl Ebner having to loosen the legs there. Ray's just selling well. Inzagiri? No? Leg sweep? See, here's another thing as well, is like, it's, it's so insane. You see a guy of his size, and he can play the weasel. He can play the weasel. Fuck you, look at that. Um, I'll explain what that was. Uh, he, he plays the weasel. He's a guy that's on the back foot, and he's in pain, and he's screaming, and he's yelling, and he's begging off, just like little things. And yet, it's like you still buy him as uh, this fucking... Tough son of a son of a bitch that's gonna that's gonna hurt you. Really <laughs> weird how he does that simultaneously. But yeah, what what I was uh, what I was referring to a minute ago is that uh, Brett had him in a submission. He had him in a, what were it again? A, like a half crab. Yeah, and oh, half crab. And all you see is his razor just bouncing against the mat, like screaming in pain. And all of a sudden, he just grabs Brett out of for a split second, and he's fucking. Gritting his teeth and hissing at him. It's like, just for a split second, it's like, this is why, what I was saying, like, just going from weasel to fucking, like, tough son of a bitch and then back to weasel straight away. It's just so fucking good and so seamless. We are actually running the risk of, like, getting burnt. Oh, Getting gassed. Selling that nicely. Yeah, kind of burning ourselves out and running out of things to talk about here because we could actually, like, there's so so many topics to talk about. Yeah. Um, The first one I was going to mention is in the first exchange, like, straight away when they're they're literally beating each other to a pulp, is uh, the old Scott Hall punches slash slaps. I've always said, or even as a kid, I said, yeah, I would never take them. Like, <laughs> so obviously he's wrestled hundreds of people and they've all had to like be on the receiving end of one of those punches. I would love to get some sound bites or some quotes from wrestlers. I might do it actually for a future, a future episode yeah. of what they say <laughs> about those punches because <laughs> there must be some anecdotes out there about that. I bet... They're snug. I don't. I don't think they're stiff, but they're snug. You know, he's not gonna hurt you, but the, you're gonna feel it. They make you, a. They make a hell of a noise, don't they? I suppose yes. if he cu- if he cups his hand and you get him right, you get it right on the jawline into the neck. Oh yeah, it, it'd sound really, really crisp. Yeah. See now the confidence is coming in. He's got. He's got right right where he wants him. He's he's hurt his stomach. He's. He's targeting the stomach, and now it's like he's he's playing up to the crowd, and he's all confident. It's all cocking. It's just so fucking good. And again, the fucking teeth and the saving. It's like yeah. I'm not used to seeing him like this, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you don't see this in WCW. It's all confidence all the time. Yeah. You know, he, he he obviously has his weaselly moments, but he, he, he's not gonna get. He's not gonna look angry at any point. Uh, 
So you've you've seen this already? Because I, I I'll be honest, I've I've never seen this before. What this match? Yeah. No, I've never seen this match. You've never seen this match, right? No. Okay. okay. Right. So I, I've seen a handful. I've seen uh, as I as of uh, as I mentioned before, saw the classic ladder match. I've seen. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! Oh man! I, I don't know if that was a stiff Irish whip or if just really good selling from Brett. I think it was a bit of both. A bit of both, and it looked yeah. really, really gnarly. Yeah. Brett always had a uh, a knack for just throwing himself into things like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, just to add a little bit of salt and pepper. Yeah, uh, the Razor Ramon matches I've seen. Um, it's the ladder match, the classic ladder match. Uh, the, the match with uh, one, two, three kid. Mm-hmm. You know, where he puts him over. Uh, there's a couple of like job matches that I've seen as well, just like from watching random episodes of Raw. But... Yeah, I've never seen this match before. These two matches that I've, I've picked, I've never seen before. Hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good just a position for me because I'm gonna watch this WS style and then I'm gonna watch the uh, WCW style when we when we go move on to the next matches. Should those be the matches you pick? Um, that's it. You see, I'm I'm I'm, I'm t- I don't know what I'm I don't know where I am with it. Yeah, I, that's I still it. don't know. Yeah, you've you've put a lot more thought into this than what I have. I'm just like, yeah, these are the two matches I want to see. <laughs> but again, everything that I I've picked here, it with the it, well, to be fair, partly this match, but the next match in particular, it all really ties into what we're seeing in in WCW. It's like this being for a title, no one is never going to be a world champion. So that's a topic in itself. Yeah. And then the next match is he's facing his real life best friend, like, yeah. and his tag team partner in WCW. That is, it's just, it's it's just an interesting dynamic for me. It's it's hard seeing how much um, Nash is hurting since oh, the passing I mean yeah. I, I think I read a tweet this this morning that he'd put up maybe last night that said you don't know how much you love somebody until you can't love them anymore yeah I saw that oh that yeah. just fucking I were, I were on the bus and I nearly fucking brought down in tears man yeah it's like here's the thing like uh, Kevin Nash is married he's got children mm. and he said that he's never loved anybody as much as what he loves Scott and it's like, you know, and I'm pretty sure his wife is like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, And his kids it. are probably the same, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's like sometimes, you know, brotherhoods, especially people that use... Because obviously he would have spent more time on the road with Scott than what he's ever had with his wife, you know, yeah. more time. Even yep. now he's still, like, trying to, like... Cash in a few a few checks for his wife, you know, just just to just to keep money coming in, like you know, for his wife and his kids, and so he's he's still out on the road, like you know, he's it's it's such a shame, but this is it, like wrestling, it's a brotherhood, and as it's been said time and time and time again. These guys just aren't your friends. They're not just your peers. They're your family. Yeah. You know, sometimes in some people, they're more family than their biological family. You know. Back to the her pull again. That's the third time he's pulled her, even though Scott Hall 
might have longer hair than Brett. I mean, just about, yeah. Maybe an extra inch. And he's sporting that classic mullet at this point as well. Yeah, just it, thinking that. It, it's transitioning. I think we're definitely in 1993, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. What I mean is the diamond stud mullet that he had, but he's, it's growing out. So it's like it's a transition to the the later haircut that he has, you know, just a normal longer. He's transitioning there. He's, he's getting thicker at the sides. Oh, Brett almost for the three count. Having passed out from a bear hug in four seconds. He'd only been <laughs> in four seconds. Oh, he's biting the head. <laughs> Fucking heel tactics from Brett Hart. And that's it. He's played it as the good guy all the way through, and now obviously he's going to have to. Yeah, he's. Oh! Jesus. That Christ. was. Um... <laughs> I think it's because he's legit 6 7. Uh, that looks. Sore. Dangerous. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a good suicide dive. See, I forget that Bret Hart is capable of doing shit like that. Yeah. And it's like, fucking, when you see it, it's like, yes, go on, Brett. And I don't I don't really want to root for him here, but... It's like, it's just cool to see him do that. Owen is another one that could do all this stuff, but never really showed it in WWE. Yeah. Obviously, uh, a few weeks ago, I went to you to the match against Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, the overnight match. Did you actually watch it? I haven't, no. No, I haven't. it is worth a watch. I, I watched it that day, and, I'm, I, I, and it's every bit as good as I told you. It was a <laughs> fucking brilliant match. I'd it's actually not, forgot about that. You need yeah, to remind me. Yeah, it's not a long match, but it's a good match, real good match. Like I, I, ah, I can't believe that superstars. Uh, when superstars has been uploaded a little bit more, like over the next however long it takes to upload a, a few more, we're we're, we're going to be able to see um, the match that I told you about yesterday. What was it? Uh, Brett, Brett and Razor versus Owen. Who was on Owen's side? Uh, Diesel, were it? It might have no. been Diesel. Actually, it might have been. But, I mean, some Razor versus Owen action I'd have been all fucking game for. In fact, oh, I'd, I'd have picked that if I could have found it. Yeah, I would I would have, like, I, I might have picked it up, uh, picked it above this match. Mm. Not that, not to say that I'm not a fan of Brett, but I, I, I think Owen was the better, I'm not saying he was the better wrestler before people fucking get at me and say, oh, no, no, Brett was bad. You know the better wrestler, yada yada yada. I I I think Owen was the better all rounder. Yeah. In that, yeah. I mean, better promo. Yeah. Better character work. You know, better nuances. Like, and that's outside the ring, as uh, not inside the ring. Where it's nuances. He obviously hit. Uh, you know, Hitman. He he probably was. I'd say he's one of the best for nuances in the ring. Yeah. Absolutely, and I cannot take that away from him. And you know, his, his, his wrestling speaks for itself. Uh, but Owen Hart was the overall better character for me. It's a Russian leg sweep that um, ah, come on soon. Let's yeah. get that right. Um, it was Nidart. It wasn't Diesel. It was Nidart. Ah, interesting. 
Yeah, I've just I've just gone back to the matches uh, the messages I sent you. Perfect Macho Razor and Fleur all in one match. Owen Razor and Bulldog versus Diesel Sean and Taker. That were another one. Um, and yeah, he faced he faced off against Owen in January nineteen ninety five. There you go. If only. From that, going back to the Russian leg sweep, it's actually one of my favourite... Oh, what are you doing, Earl? What <laughs> he are just you doing? He just tumbled into them. Oh, oh I think... A bit, a bit of I oil think, on them sneakers. I think Razor tripped him up. Because he had a go at Razor then. So I think it... I I hope there's a replay of that. Just like a little bit of instance. Because what it saw, it would just look like... You know, you're just seeing... Brett trying to uh, get the sharpshooter in, but he's 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 not being he's not able to turn turn Razor over. Yeah. And then, then <laughs> it was just like, ah, fuck it, I'll join in. Boom, <laughs> it just topples into them. Yeah, I think Razor was meant to trip him up, and he probably did. We just didn't pick up on it. Earl Ebner just like fuck it, I'm going, I'm going for the pinfall. <laughs> <laughs> Cashing in his money in the bank. <laughs> Transition oh. into a belly to back. Oh. What a really nice transition. There's a lot of Bret Hart fans in the. I know it's a weird thing to say. There's a lot of Bret Hart fans in the arena. The amount of people wearing pink on Hardcore side, then oh, straight into the boot. Again, that looked fucking real snug. I can just hear a little bit of the commentary there and it's Heenan just saying what a champion that Razor's going to be. <laughs> he says, uh, I can see the machismo oozing out of him. <laughs> fucking brilliant. I mean, this is quite, this is the dream, isn't it? Like, Razor in his prime, Brett in his prime, Heenan in his prime, you know... Heenan doing the commentary, sticking up for Razor. Everybody's on Brett's side. Oh, backside. Yeah, Oof. we're not having it one like that. Not at Rumble no, 3. No, Definitely not, but... When I, when I see you like that, I just see how close they can get to the free count before they kick out. Yeah. Oh, I thought Brett was fucking biting him again then. <laughs> like, more fucking ill tactics from the hitman. Jeez. Those turnbuckles, like, yeah, they, yeah, they you give off one hell of a an aesthetic, I mean, but also the sound. Right, well, here's the thing. You looking at the turnbuckles here, and they're like... They, they look like they're made from velour. <laughs> you know they they don't look like much they look a little bit too soft knowing there's a big massive buckle beneath that it yeah. just looks very little padding compared to the ones they have today it looks like you know you like you've just got like a a, a massive scatter cushion in the corner Brett's attempting oh, oh. really good transition Again, two count. Oh! 
Interesting. He went for another figure four from the pin then. And he's got into a sharpshooter. Yeah. Unbelievable. Holy fuck. Look at that. That is one of the best transitions I've ever seen. That's oh, he's, gone. He's given up. He's given up. Oh, what a shame that it ended that way, but you know what? That was a really good match. 16,000 people at this one. Sacramento, California. Even when Stu Hart looks happy, he looks miserable. It's like... <laughs> <coughs> I thought he were. A, excuse me. I thought I thought he'd had a uh, he were a stroke victim or something. But in, was that before hit before this? I don't know. If don't it know. is, I take that back. <laughs> but yeah, he, he just you know there were there were a wry smile on his face. But it was no. It was a good out in that for uh, for reason. He, he just kind of uh, he just kind of disappointed. He's like. Ugh. I wanted Razor to win. <laughs> I'll stretch bread real good tomorrow. <laughs> I, I really need to start doing the Stuart impressions. Yeah. <laughs> it's creeping me out. Such a fucking... Oh, it always creeped me out, that guy. Do you think maybe part of Stuart's problem was was the the, the fawniness of the WWF? I think a lot of... Stu was very, like... Shooty, weren't he? <laughs> Let's uh, be honest. I think a lot of Willie Stewart's problems is that he were a fucking miserable twat and he liked cat shit in his eggs. Oh, yeah, I've heard some really weird stories of that guy. Yeah, I, did, like, I didn't need to know that, to be no, honest. No, basically, it's like he'll be making eggs and if a cat fucking shits in it, he doesn't fucking bother cleaning it. That's like, the fuck are you? Like, if that's how they eat their eggs in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's leave. Let's leave that for. I don't want to. I don't yeah, want to. I don't want to upset our uh, uh, hoosers. Uh, <laughs> the horses. Sorry, the hoosers are banned. Uh, the horses. Uh, no, right. that was uh, that was really good. That that was. Yeah. Um, how long did they go for? So it's on one fifteen fifteen now. Yeah, twenty. Nearly twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes. Good outing. Yeah. It's Especially in California, it'd be fucking boiling down there. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that match. So what have you got for ne for us next, Brian? So, um, as the affirmation <laughs> match, it's... Um, excuse me. I think I'm fucking gassed. <laughs> gassed from watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, second, second hand with the uh, exhaustion. Right, I've got uh, uh, I think it was a Ramon versus Diesel from SummerSlam 1994 for the Intercontinental Championship. So yeah, th the time card for this one is 30 minutes and 40 seconds. Cool, uh, yeah, so I am actually really looking forward to this one as well because uh, it, it's a dynamic like it's. Just see, seeing these two friends, because obviously I've I've always said this, the closer they are as friends, the more willing they're gonna be to like put trust in each other and stiff each, you know, have the odd stiff shot and yeah. like the rib and <laughs> the most most work better together by just being friends. Like Owen Owen and Brett work so well together because they were brothers. Yeah. Obviously, you can have. They would have wanted the. They'd have the one-upmanship because of actual real life brothers, and they they want to just 
better each other. Even in this fake sport, Diesel and Scott, uh, Kevin and Scott, sorry, fucking Diesel and Scott, don't ever do that again. Uh, Kevin <laughs> and Scott, the real life people, they would have had a very, very, very similar dynamic. So, yeah, 30 minutes and 40 seconds, so you've had your time, chance to hold this one up. Yeah. Play. <laughs> I didn't even do a countdown. I just said play. No, just 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 play. <laughs> so this is, as you said, it's for the intercontinental title, which we have discussed multiple times in, in on on the, the 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 podcast itself. I was a, not that I'm like a historian or that I go through any of these pay per views to watch this sort of stuff, um, but the intercontinental championship would be something that absolutely piques my interest in WWF yeah. through the 90s. It's just such a fucking insanely good and hotly contested title. It was the um, workers' title. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and the European the European belt was like, uh, it was only slightly below that at one point. Okay. Uh, Kevin Nash, that's a duck to come out. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, and Sean, Sean fucking has to have all the attention. Just comes running out and fucking runs right in front of him. And it's like, fuck off, Sean. This is not your moment. So they're the tag champions, and he's the he's the intercontinental champion at this time. Yeah. Intercontinental. Kevin Nash is an intercontinental champion. Sorry, Diesel. Is bizarre to me. I can't lie. Yes. So this is. Again, when you think of intercontinental titles, you do think like Razor Ramones. You do think you're Shawn Michaels as yeah. well. You don't think Diesel, no. No, you don't think Diesel at all. But then that's like saying Ric Flair's the US champion. We, we You'd never think it, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> so weird to see Shawn without the, the ringside fireworks. Yeah. You know, so weird. I know this is Diesel's entrance, but that that is their tag entrance, and they used to have the fireworks as well. So, yeah, that you know, just very weird. Mm. Fairly short air for Diesel. Yeah, yeah. So I would presume, even though Shawn Michaels is is the heartthrob, I'm going to presume that Shawn Michaels and Kevin uh, Diesel are the are the heels in this one, and Razor's going to be the face. Yeah, I'd assume so as well. I'm going to assume that with whoever this guy is coming out with him as well, that's just further enforcing the fact that um, he's going to be a face. So, who is this guy? I have Apolo- absolutely no idea. And I'm pretty sure wrestling historians are screaming listening to this, like, you yeah, should know are. who this is. Yep. Like, yep. you know, fucking hell. <laughs> It's sounding like Buddy Vince McMahon on commentary in the 90s then. And it's not going to tell us who he's accompanied by. So uh, I'm just going to throw this in the old Google machine. Yeah, I think you need to. Was this SummerSlam? Yep. Yeah. SummerSlam 1994. Directed by Kevin Dunn. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> This is an att- attendance of 23,300. I was just about to one. say there's a big attendance here because this yeah. is a huge arena. And 
if if I remember rightly, if I'm remembering rightly, it could be the previous year, but there is another classic match on this show. We'll soon find out. Uh... So I've just looked at the card, and this is. I've I've seen the main event yeah, for this. Yes, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in the cage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what a match. That is one of my favourite matches of all time. Good shout. It really is. And you know why I like it so much? It's because they're literally, those two are ripping and clawing at each other to try and escape. They, they, they just, their feud is so intense that they just want to one-up each other by any means necessary. And honestly, it actually feels like a cage match. Mm. I know that's a really weird thing to say, but it's not as it's not diluted. It's you know, if you're in that match and your goal is to escape, then you should be doing everything to escape before your opponent in, uh, incapacitates you. Like, yeah, so good. Uh, did you find out who this Gibrani is? Yeah, well, you know, you're not going to feel bad about it. No, it's Walter Payton, who's a legendary NFL player. So, it's lost on us. Yeah. Uh, to, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe Razor is the heel here after throwing the two pack, uh, toothpick at Diesel then the way he did. <laughs> this is a very... Nah, he's definitely the face. He's playing up to the crowd. Yes. Uh, yeah, and Diesel's taking the, the powder. So, yeah, this is... It's clear who the face is here. Uh... Razor's look. Again, just like baby blue boots. Uh, I think it's kind of like a blue leopard print. I'm not so sure. It's a tire. But it's like got golden razors on it. It's a really nice look. Again, credence to what I was saying. He can pull anything off. Yeah, he... I think they're just a little bit high waisted for me, but no, that that's that's the only thing about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. You know, but because at some point they they go from being trunks to being granny pants, <laughs> um, and he's just bordering. He's just in between that 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 level. He's not at granny pant level there. Um, I'm sure it'd be okay with me saying that. Yeah, I. <sighs> I'm a little bit distracted by Diesel here. Is it me? Or does he look a little out of shape? It looks like he's got a little bit of a belly on him here to me. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, it's the same black he's supposed to be slimming. It's not really. I mean, I've I'm, I'm been seeing him in, do, in WCW and he's slimmer than this, but he's more jacked in the arms as well. Like, you can tell he's put in, put in the shape after this, but, yeah, it just looks a little bit on the tubby side here for me. So, it, it does seem that Walter Payton would have um, been in the same team as Steve McMichael when they were at the Chicago Bears together, um, maybe even win the Super Bowl together. So... There is that. Um, 
But yeah, uh, he's not getting he's not getting second hand fandom because he was in the same team as Steve Mongol and Michael. <laughs> I'm just I do it's not care. <laughs> I do not care enough, Mark. <laughs> I really don't. I I stand by what I said. I called him a jabroni. He's a jabroni. He's he's a no name jabroni to me, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have Cub fans abusing me for that but you know I'm, I'm sorry you've probably listened to us talk about Blackman Rovers and you do not care about that I don't That's care true. about NFL yeah. so you know it's a it's a give and take they've obviously so it is in Chicago as well and he's like legendary Chicago Bears player so yeah Razor's definitely the face in this one um, but you could just tell that in the body language anyway a good wrestler should be able to straight away be able to tell you that they're a good guy or a bad guy just with their body language alone. Yeah. Like, not pointing at the crowds and going, all right, guys, and high-fiving and stuff. <laughs> you should be able to see that as they're coming out, like, quite literally out of the out of the blocks. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to take out Sean then. That's the second one over the top rope where yeah. Scott's kind of just gone for it. Boing? Yeah. I, I swear, you know, he was boring with springs in these heels. Because we talk about that, uh, you know, we, I'm not so sure we're going to cover it or not, but we talk about that match uh, with Steve Austin at WrestleMania 18 and the way he sells that stunner. Yeah. It's like he bounces off his feet and backwards. I mean, how? How do you do that? It's so insane. He just knew it with money, didn't he? And you know. It's he, just iconic. Like It's iconic wrestling footage as well. Every time I see that, you know, I hear the Mario trampoline sp- uh, spring <laughs> soundbite. <laughs> you know, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I feel, you know what? I'm going to actually call it. I think we should do WrestleMania 18 as its own episode because it's a very WCW-centric show. You c- I mean, yeah, it could it, be done, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, as a, a special, like, uh, a buffer... Just to like a, a final, a, a, a sense of finality for, for Scott Hall because we get to see what I've, I've highly considered his last big match, really. Yeah. Um, even if it is quite well down, I think it'd just be worth it just for like a one last goodbye to the guy. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, it won't be one last goodbye, I suppose, but just kind of like a an underlining on his, on, on his career, I suppose, and his life. Well, that's we'll, it. We'll, we'll still watch the rest of the stuff, obviously, but, you know. Shawn Michaels has been running away from Walter around the ring while that happened and bounced off the uh, <laughs> ring steps, clothesline Scott all on the outside and the referee's not done much about it. Um, but no, I I, I agree. And, and as you're saying there, like, as well, we've, the, the good thing about the, the podcast itself is that we've got so much more Scott all to... to to shake a stick at you know what I mean there's, yeah. there's so much more to come um, like th- there's so many of these little segments what the fuck all... is Hebner doing what is Hebner doing <laughs> oh, so the turnbuckle has been pulled off but he's just like he I... sold that himself seriously you know that Daniel Bryan run up where you know just steps up onto the top rope and then does a backflip that's what I thought Earl was trying to fucking do then with the way he looked <laughs> Jesus Christ Earl Now that that kind of annoys me, and it, and this is nothing to do with Razor actually, but it's just 
So Sean was on the, the, the ring apron on the ropes, actually, distracting Earl. And then uh, Diesel's performed a side oh. slam. The old snake eyes in the corner there. Uh, and he's gone for the pin. But Hebner's not like normally turned around and been surprised and gone, oh, I better count this. He's literally just ran towards uh, Diesel and Razor, knowing that there's a pinfall and knowing that he's got to count it straight away. And now Sean's getting involved. And that's the that's the, the move that we still don't have a name for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't have a name for it. Middle you know rope guillotine with a leg. I have no idea. I genuinely don't know what to call it. I don't know. You know what? I think I'm going to have to like... I'm going to have to do the WWE 2K thing and just find the move and find a name for it. And just re- repetitively do it until the commentator tells you what the name of it is. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, right? Like, because of the showcase mode, it's Rey Mysterio on it. I'm learning all these funny move names. And, like, I've never... <laughs> Like some of the names of these moves, I've never even heard of before. Yeah. I've seen the move, I just not know. I don't know the name. Like, it's gonna, it's I, gonna come in handy. Yeah, one thing I have realised is that I am a shit wrestling oh. fan. <laughs> I'm such a shit wrestling fan. I'm like, when I'm bloody taking notes, I'm like, uh, what's that move again? I forget bloody names. Like, so many moves though. I yeah, mean, and we're not getting paid for it, so no. I think if we're getting paid for it, you'd learn a lot more. But then it, you, the thing is, though, that you hear with the, uh, like, you hear a commentator say the wrong move name and you scream at the bloody screen, don't you? Yeah, like, just I'm like, like Monsoon that. in that last match and he's just like, oh, great net breaker. And it's like, that's a Russian leg sweep, that, mate. Yeah, uh, when Not Michael, to be nitpicky. When Michael Cole went, net breaker, though, when DDP hit the fucking diamond cutter. Oh no! Yes, and it's like it's seriously in the middle of a, a census when it happened as well. It's like, and of, of course tonight coming from Rock Netbreaker there, we'll have. It's like what the fuck? That it just that for me just said yeah, DDP is done. Yeah. If you're not calling this big move, then he's done in it. Yeah. What a shame. Diesel emphasising the fact that he is holding onto the ropes. So he's like raising his arm and throwing it down and grabbing the ropes rather than just reaching out for the ropes. Again, theatrical. Very theatrical. Oh, he's been caught this time. Earl Edmund's giving him the old five count, got up to four. Hitting his arm. <laughs> In that move that is Brian's favourite. The old abdominal stretch. Yeah. Uh, huh? Oh, now Scott O's got his own on. Razor him on. Sorry, sorry, I can keep doing that. What the fuck? Oh, can, ah. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Brilliant. That's one way to, uh, yeah, to get out of it. Yes. This flips him over his back. Like, that's insane, that. And obviously that is Scott when he's doing the move, but... Yeah. Fucking, it just looks so good. Yeah, I fucking hate the abdominal stretch. <laughs> said it before. It's just a normal stretch. I mean, I, I don't mind it if people just come out of it like that. That I'm that I'm okay. I with. don't mind it if someone puts a fucking knee in the back. He's rolled him up. Yeah, put oh, the knee in the too. back. It makes it look more painful. 
Because yeah. obviously it's painful. <laughs> Nash got into the exposed turnbuckle. You, right. See, you see the transitions now, and it's like, yeah, you can tell these two are mates. <laughs> you can just tell. The right hands, yeah, he's definitely jaw jacking. It's like he doesn't hit him in the face or in the neck. It's just like right on the jaw. Yeah. And because it's so like, it's literally skin to bone. Oh, seamless. That was really, really good. That. It's a shame we're not getting much replays. Basically, uh, Diesel were in the corner. Ramon went, uh, went uh, well, I don't know what what he was going for. You know, he was going for a corner a corner offence. Oh. oh, I thought that were over then. Yeah. It's a rope bulldog. Uh, so Diesel, but he stretches his legs out, you know, just like a, you know, just for, uh, Great post from Diesel there. Yeah. And what happened was, because he got his legs up, Hall just slipped up, Ramon slipped onto his uh, legs and just slipped out, just did a baseball slide out the ring. And then uh, Diesel had already got got to his feet and he just grabbed him by the legs and just pulled him into the post. I don't think I called that really well, but you get the, <laughs> you get the gist of it. <laughs> Sean's just took a big right hand as he was on the apron and flung himself around into the guardrail. Oof, that was a stiff elbow. Well, Nash, probably... Nash on the top rope. He's not. You're not going to hear that. Right. Well, often. All, all I can say is, yeah, I saw Sean do that. Uh, he would not have felt a single thing because the salt content from all his fucking steroids would have numbed him. So you. He... <laughs> In recent weeks, I've really developed a bigger hatred for Shawn Michaels than I had previously. I just, oh God, he's such a fucking slimy human being, you know, and I thought, I, I, I genuinely thought, yeah, he is somewhat of a better person, you know, now he's found God, no, he's not, he's still a dick, you know, what he did for uh, to poor fucking Dax Hardwood, like, come on, man. Well, we do detail that in, in the next episode. Yeah. Up on the apron again. And I know Scott wasn't completely innocent, but he wasn't fucking instigating it. Well, that that was something else that that kind of... Can, we can't really overlook, can we? No. Um, you know. He had his demons, uh, he had his vices, and uh, he, he did do... A bit of wrong in his life as well. So yeah, no, and that and that's the thing we're gonna discuss probably to like close this episode off a little mm. bit. You know, we'll probably have a bit. Of, I think we're just enjoying watching the matches. Oh, oh there we go. Super <laughs> kick on Diesel. <laughs> and fucking Shawn Michaels is having an absolute hissy fit. Earl Ebner was brought out of the ring because Walter had a belt in his hand. See, you just say Walter, and I just think of Walter. <laughs> Walter you know, White. No, no, I just think of Walter from WWE. He's gone oh. for he's gone for now, but you know, uh, yeah, just a massive fucking guy. I don't, I don't think of this guy. I think, you know, I just hear what what is that? Symphony number nine. Oh, it's over, and that's how it's won. Fucking hell. Yeah, shenanigans way overbooked at the end, but anyway, it's overbooked. I think I think it's given it's it's done Razor a bit of disservice that because it's yeah. it's done Shawn Michaels a hell of a massive favor because it's put his finisher over. Yeah, 
but, but it's a bit of a disservice on, and, on and, and you can just well right well what we can say about that finish is uh, it can be, be best described as uh, put forward by Sean yeah <laughs> that's pretty much it yeah in a and, match in a match that he has absolutely no involvement in he's just a manager and who ends up most over out that match fucking Shawn Michaels not Diesel not Ramon Fucking Sean. I guess this would lead to the point where yeah, it's, Diesel and Sean yeah, would it's leading to that, ways. but it's just kind of like Sean actually looked really good in that match, like for being a manager and doing all these antics, and it's just kind of yeah. like can't overlook the fact that yeah, that was definitely booked by Sean. That just mm. ugh, I, I just roll my eyes to that shit. I understand it to a degree, but you're already fucking mad at this point, Sean. There might be another celebrity in the ring now. I don't know who this is. No, I don't know. Maybe Walter's son. Could be. And, and that's He's getting his get. time in the ring, though. He's obviously... Oh, the macho man. <laughs> <laughs> it is really weird, yeah. I, 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 right, but this isn't a macho podcast. It's not a macho episode. But what we do is we cut to... We cut to Savage, who is wearing a fucking tux... He's wearing a tuxedo, but he's got he's 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 got a big hat, glasses, and a sparkle jacket. It's all black and gold with uh, green wrist tape, <laughs> and he's not wrestling. <laughs> oh my no, this god! Is, oh, this is is this during his like commentary tenure or something? Yes, like that? yes. Oh man, we were showing the replay. What a gigantic of waste of time, like. Ah, that is a really piss poor fucking super kick. You see that in the right. You see that in the replay, and what happens is it catches Scott Hall's arm. It catches Razor's arm, and then he has to bend his leg up, but it doesn't get anywhere near Diesel's face. Ah, that was a terrible, terrible fucking sweet chin music. I have to say, but whatever. I didn't even think we were going to get to see a replay, to be honest, because I, I, I paused it once Macho came on. Um, yeah. I don't think we saw any replays from the last one either. Did no, we? no, so. we did not. So, yes, that's that's the first two. Yeah, and, I'm, um, and then we'll... slightly disappointed with the second match. It weren't a bad match. It was just a fucking outside shenanigans. Yeah, it, like, was, it was let down a little bit by Sean. But, yeah, uh, but, I mean, kind of like the way I look at it, though, is that uh, Diesel was obviously the the next in line here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's just dropped the Intercontinental title belt to Razor Ramon to move on to bigger and better things. Mm. That's a big deal for Razor, you know, no matter what way you look at it. It's like, and you could probably assume that Kevin Nash actually said, why not Scott? Drop the title to Scott, and obviously the clip backstage. That actually, I would say, yeah, he definitely said that. <laughs> he definitely said, yeah. yeah, why not Scott? But it's still a pretty big deal. You can't underscore that. You know, it was a decent match for what it was. Just an interesting dynamic, and you know, it, it's clear as day that those two are friends and they work really, really well together. It's like just everything that they did together was just seamless. Mm. You know, I can't, can't fault them for trying that. I really can't. But, yeah, fucking Sean let that match down. Sean let that match down. Not the fucking NFL player who was also getting involved and actually did a fairly decent job of what he was doing. 
You know, fucking Sean let that down. So I'm just uh, looking through. I'm just looking through his results going forward from SummerSlam '94. Uh, Ike Anderson, Red Tyler, Tatanka, uh, Gary Gary Scott. They'd go on to go uh, to to WWF Action Zone and they'd face Diesel and Shawn Michaels for the tag titles. Razor Ramon and One Two Three Kid, but they'd lose. Diesel and Shawn Michaels remain champions. Um, Yokozuna on Raw. Nick Barbary, he'd face Diesel again on a double disqualification. Uh, Chris Hamrick, JS Storm, Survivor Is Series 94, Fatu, Razor Ramon, Sion. Right, one, so. Two, three kid and the British Bulldog defeated Diesel, Jeff Jarrett, Jim Nidor, Owen R, and Shawn Michaels. Holy fuck, that's stacked. Yes, that is. What I've noticed there, though, is that there's a lot of non-Ms. Yeah, there is quite a few, but yeah. this is this is all the results, so this is like... Ah, I see. So, yeah, because obviously this is peak... Uh, peak jobber. It's, it's jobbers on every fucking episode of Raw, getting the big stars over. It, mm. It's literally that. that it's, this is where it was worst for it. So this is... Um... And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not denying that it worked because it did. But it's obviously early days Raw and WWE didn't know what they were doing at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know that that's in 1994, and they've just been around for two years. Uh, you know, fast forward, fast forward 28 years, and WWE still don't know what they're fucking doing with Raw. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these are on WWF superstars of wrestling. Um, oh yeah, that as well. Yes. If, if I give you, you know, if I give you just a quick card, which is five matches, it'll be Aldo Montoya versus Nick Tarantino. Aldo, Aldo Montoya, uh, just incredible. Yeah. I think I've said that like three times now. You do say, you do. I say hear that, hear that name, and it's like, uh, is that just an incredible? <laughs> <laughs> King Kong Bundy defeating Nick Barberi, Barberi, uh, Adam Bomb. Well, there you go. Adam Bomb versus um, Mark Starr, Henry or Godwin versus Rich Myers, and Reza Ramon versus Charlie Hunter. So they are. You know who's going over straight away, don't you? Because well, I've just read them all out, and the first name always goes over. But um, Mark Starr, that 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 name rings a bell. Adam Bomb was obviously uh, not Brian Adams. Uh, Brian uh, Clark. Was it Brian Clark? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Mark Starr's oh. real name is Mark Ashford Smith. That's too close. To <laughs> he was in he was in WCW. Um, yeah, he was in WCW in nineteen ninety eight. Actually, he, he he took one for the team when it came to Goldberg. He even has a loss in his loss column from Steve McMichael <laughs> on a on a Saturday night taping. So yeah, he's, he's uh, he must have made a few quid. But yeah, no, they they were. Um, they were decent matches for matches that I've never seen before. They were really the, the Brett one was fucking great. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that transition into into the sharpshooter. If it had been cleaner, then it would have been the perfect ending. Um, but I've said that I've for me, I think. Obviously, this is before they were tapping. You know, they just gave up. Um, and this is where I know a lot of people go uh, said that. 
yeah, uh, if, if you're having tapping out, it makes it makes them look weak for tapping out, like the way they do. It's like, well, it's no real different than saying, I give up, I give up, you know, yeah. but you're not hearing them say that. It's just yeah. the referee signaling that they're giving up. The thing is with a tap, it gives them an opportunity to, to hold the submission in so they can then tap out when the pain gets too much. And it, it does not make them look weak. Yeah. You know, in the old in the old school way, they just like they put the submission in once it's locked in, they give up, and it's like, nah, that makes them look weak. Yeah, it does. You know, yeah. I think what we needed was Brett to hold to have held that title in for a few more seconds at least. Mm. Mm. You know, but what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> well, next up would be. Um... Two of the ones that I picked, although having said that, I'm kind of going to give you kudos for this one because you did name, you did, you did mention one of these. I don't know if you mentioned the other one. Uh, it's up to you which one you want to start with. To be fair, um, yeah, I will. I think we will just try and go in as uh, cr- chronological order as possible. Uh, we will continue with the WF uh, trend as well. This one is from In Your House number six, Rage in the Cage, which is a fucking weird name for a pay per view. But all the In Your House pay per views had weird names, didn't they? Yeah. Um, it's a very yeah. 1996 sort of term as well, isn't it? Rage in the Cage, like cheesy. <laughs> yes, very cheesy. Uh, but yes, uh, in a, in a crybaby match. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! This gets even better and better. Razor Ramon faces a one-two-three kid. Yeah, so I'd ne- I've not seen this, <laughs> but I saw oh, a crybaby oh. match, and I saw that it got a decent rating on um, <laughs> Meltzer's thing as well. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, we'll go for it. <laughs> Scott was clearly always game for a laugh, so uh, yeah, let's um, let's game for a laugh, game for a cry. That's it. So when you've got to two minutes, so it'll be two minutes and forty seconds. So Which we'll give you a, yep. a few seconds to get to that if you're listening along, obviously. Watching along with us, obviously. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll three, two, one, and play. Now, are you going to do your, your best Vince McMahon impression though, Brian? I was actually just about to because uh, <laughs> you gave me the time code and everything and I opened it up and the... You know, I've got my headphones on, it automatically played, and it went, RISE AROUND! I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose when I sent you the link. <laughs> Just so you know. No. <laughs> and if I deafened you, uh, listeners at home, well, that's how I felt. <laughs> Last month on Coliseum Home Video. You don't want to jump, sp- uh, jump, uh, jump scare Oh, look at Goldust Batman. just like, randomly walks. What the hell is Why going on? Why one, two, three kid got a pram? <laughs> Oh, he's whacked him with the with the. Well, you don't call them prams in America, do they? Uh, Strawly. No, the. Yeah, oh, look at that shirt. Or, or push chair. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Scott Hall's shirt. I can't lie there. That's that's pretty. That was pretty pretty cool. I nearly said too sweet. Oh, this is the fireworks. The pyro nice. here is magnificent. You couldn't look any more like a million dollars when he gets to the close-up pan and he's just yeah. there doing his fucking pose. And this smirk and the this, this sparkle is going off behind him. Christ, he might literally be the coolest wrestler ever. It just... The more the more I see the guy, the more I just think, like, yeah, you, you're just... You're just the epitome of cool. 
Oh, lest, lest we forget as well that the, the fireworks there, this is the opening match, and he got like Shawn Michaels level fireworks in 1996. So it, yes. it's obviously it's obvious that they had a, a massive plan from going forward. He, was, he wasn't going to be in crybaby matches, which is what this is, as we see one, two, three kid being accompanied to the ring by Ted DiBiase. Jesus, this yeah. is this is like we've gone back into natural territory. <laughs> it does. Uh, does come across like that, but um, I'm just wondering, how stoned is Sean Waltman here? Oh. Because the way he's pushing this, he, he either doesn't know how to push a, a push chair, as they call him, or a strawer, or he's just not enthusiastic, or he's fucking stoned out his face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I believe... Either of those uh, those theories. He's got a teddy as well. Ah, uh, he's ripping the teddy's head off. Oh, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. So I'm assuming that Sean Waltman is a heel in this. Yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> Scott Hall's loving this. Razor, straight away. That fucking smile. That was a shoot smile. It wasn't... Oh, we're throwing the teddy into Scott Hall's face, so he replies with a, a toothpick to the face and a slap each. Yeah, five star dead melts a classic. Teddy versus a toothpick. <laughs> Shoulder block, and I think it genuinely went into uh, Pac's face. Oh my word! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sean! What are you doing, mate? What are you doing? That was intense, man. Fucking hell! Very. Very, uh, yeah, he's, he's proper day, so he's like, help me, Teddy. So, all right, he's saying in your house was a pay per view because it was something that they did quite frequent, weren't it? Or was it like a home video type thing? Oh, no, they were, they were on pay per view. Were they pay per views? Yeah, I don't think they were using the terminology pay per view for, for most of its run. I think they were just calling them special events. Right. Oh, that's lovely, is that? Yeah, I think they were just calling them special events because they were just like, you, you obviously had the big four or the big five, depending on what your opinion is on those pay-per-views. Yeah. And uh, they just had these to fill in the months as a as a rebuttal to WCW having monthly pay-per-views. Right, right. Uh, but they were on the shorter end of the time, uh, time, uh, time cards. Like, usually these would rank about an hour 40, Two hours, you know, thereabouts. You got, you do get some later on, which which do go quite full length. But yeah. for the most part, they were really short pay per views. Right. I always love the stage for them, though. Yeah, you know, I don't hate it. How, it's I, I don't know why I like it. I just really like it. Mm. I, I think it's because it's just because it's a particularly a theme pay per view themed events, and they they generally stick to the theme. Hmm. Is you know, and I, I I do like it. It's nowhere near on the grandiose scale of Halloween Havoc. I'll give it that. <laughs> but for what for what they were doing on on a limited budget as well, limited production bucket uh, bucket uh, budget. You can tell we're, we're tired, folks. <laughs> uh, it might have been a bucket at this point. To be fair, <laughs> yes, jangling it outside asking for donations.
Uh, Teddy's got some up from the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not calling it a pushster. It's a pram. <laughs> it is a pram. Yeah, it is a pram. It's a pram too. Oh, it's a talcum powder. Oh, oh. going Johnson and Johnsons. <laughs> the old talcum yeah, powder I, I would, spot. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna say one thing, right? Right here, I would not give Sean Waltman a white powder. <laughs> I just wouldn't give it him. He, he'll probably just go, "Oh, what's this, bro? Uh, fucking high, bro. You know." Nice drop kick from the top. It really was. Actually, I don't. To be honest with you, I, I don't think Sean was really that bad at this point. I think I think it was like later on, like late, uh, later in the nineties and early two yeah. thousands, when he really started developing the habits. Yeah, he yeah. probably part. He probably partook in some things like that, but yeah, it got real bad. And that's not me mocking his addiction, by the way, either. You know? No, it's a standard just, fact, just, isn't it? Wrestlers in the nineties. Yeah, 90s. just call, yeah. Call, yeah, call him spare a spared. Yeah, yeah. He does look really youthful right here as well. I, I, I mean, again, he turns up in WCW not not too long after this, does he? It was no. flipping months. We're talking months, and he looks more adult when he turns in when he turns up in WCW than he does here. Although, I, yeah, because if he feels he feels that flat, uh, high forehead with a bandana and grows a goatee, yeah, it's weird how it just changes him. It gives it gives him more you uh, more used. I still don't understand why he blocked me on Twitter. It's just one of those things that I just don't understand. I don't think I've ever tweeted him. Yeah, wrestlers on Twitter are very sensitive, I'd say. You know, just uh, (laughs) any any form of negativity and they they block. Like, uh, I I, I got blocked by by Sean Spears because I said that I don't buy the chairman gimmick. And I, I didn't even tag him in it. I was just between me and friends. I, said, I don't buy the chairman gimmick. I don't buy it as a legitimate gimmick. It's he's carrying a chair. Yeah, that's his gimmick. He carries a chair. You know, people did that in the nineties. And I'm yeah, sorry, there's only one. There's oh, yeah, there's only one person that could actually get carrying a chair over, it, and that was Will Parker. But that's because he did a fucking dance. Yeah, you know that got over. Sean Spears. Enter the ring with a chair, looking surly all the time. It doesn't look like he's happy with his with it, way he's being booked, and that's probably quite to the point. He probably isn't happy with the way he's booked. Mm. But um, yeah, it, and that's all I said. And I said that to friends. I said I don't buy the chairman gimmick. It, it, it's it's just a guy carrying a chair, and he blocked me for that. And then he unblocked me, and then he blocked me again. So I don't, I don't know. Vanity and, uh, man. It's never a good pl- I, never a good idea. I don't think I've ever mentioned him since. That's a weird thing. Like, he unblocked me. I started seeing his tweets, and then he blocked me again. And I'm like, I never even said about him. Frankie Kazarian blocked me on Twitter, and I don't know what I said about him. I don't think I've really said anything negative about him, but yeah, blocked. And Maria Canellis is the funniest one, because she blocked me for congratulating her on her wedding. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I've had a rundown of who, who's been blocked. <laughs> uh, who's blocked Brian Bradshaw on Twitter? <laughs> I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I, I'm certain there's other wrestlers that'll block me. Second sleeper old now. Sean Waltman. Just slowing the pace down a little bit. This is the the, the Teddy ended up in, in uh, the front row, by the way. Some kid in row A. Sat there delighted that he managed to get Sean Waltman's teddy bear. 
I wonder how much you got for that on eBay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think WWE and AEW are missing a trick by not getting involved with the Builder Bear. Mm. You know, imagine you could actually just build a bear combination of your favourite wrestlers. Mm. Not much happening at all. Apparently Meltzer likes this shit. Oh, What's what? the referee's name? Oh, that's uh, referee Tim White. Tim White. <laughs> I, I, I had to call him referee Tim White, not Tim White. <laughs> uh, I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but any time there was a, a barroom brawl around this time, and I think right up until the uh, late 2000s, that those barroom brawls were actually at the Friendly Tap, which is a pub that Tim White yeah. owned. I think it was like in Wisconsin or something like that. I think it's still there, but he doesn't own it anymore. Right. Yeah, I think we said we were going to go and visit, weren't we? If we're ever in Wisconsin, which probably isn't going to be very often. <laughs> yeah, if we're ever in Wisconsin, we'll go for uh, pints of beer and uh, slabs of cheese. <laughs> I'm game for that. Yeah, the dairy state. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mo- you know, go go anywhere else. Go to France. It's wine and cheese. Go to Wisconsin. It's beer and cheese. I I, <laughs> I am all for that. My stomach is Definitely. already saying hell no, Brian. Hell no. But you know, you only live once, as I say. Yeah. So I want you to look in the in ringside as Scott Hall's mounting a come come back here. Razor Ramon, sorry. Um, there's a guy in in the crowd front row and he looks like he's wearing a ref shirt but he's just not impressed at all oh he's, yeah he's just <laughs> arms folded the guy just does not give a fuck everybody else is anything any sort of offence that Scott all has everybody's kind of like yes this is great but that guy's like nope I don't think he's a wrestling fan no <laughs> oh that would be really good that cross body yeah cross body I also had to point out and I usually hate this, I really do, but both Scott and, uh, sorry, Razor, and 123Kid are wearing the exact same colours. They are, yeah. 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 So obviously, I, I don't know if they'd been a t- they would have been a tag team by this point. You know, they would have been a tag team and they split up, so... But if you're a tag team and you split up, wouldn't you just, like, you know, before you go out, just say, yeah, I'm wearing these colours? Unless yeah. it's like a friendly rivalry type thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's hard to disparage it too much because both rock that colour. The, the, the combination of colours, both actually rock it. They both look oh, great. Speaking of colours, did you see them two fans there? One was wearing lime yellow and one was wearing bright pink. Yeah, I can see them. Oh, now. one's got a baby bottle. The baby yeah. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in fairness, like this is so. This is a crybaby match and stuff. But Razor's not got; he's not gone into the the whole, you know. Holy shit! It's it literally... actually is Johnson and yes, Johnson. Yes, I was as just well. about to say. 
Oh, now Waltman's got the uh, got the powder. This has to go into Tim White's face. Oh no, surprise! Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever seen that. I'll probably never see that ever again. Well, that's got to be the finish, hasn't it? Surely everybody's on their feet, buzzing their boobies off for the outsider edge, razor's edge. Oh, he landed hard there. He did. <laughs> then again, he didn't run across to the didn't run across the ring though, did he? Oh. Interesting. Oh, he's pulled him up. Yeah. Nah, he's not finished. <laughs> no, Chico. No, real fucking stiff mats here. Real stiff. He's just saying it's one more. And usually in any wrestling fan's mind's eye, if somebody does that, it usually means the other person is going to win. But... I can't really see it in this. I can see Scott going over. Is he going to hit him with a third one? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, wouldn't it? One, two, three. Yeah. Huh. Oh no, he he give it. He went for the just one, two. Huh. And that's that. <laughs> and that's that. Yeah, it was a it was a little bit of fun on. Um, one, two, three kids part, but not so much for Scott Halls. No. Now what's but... Scott Hall going to do? <laughs> for fuck's sake. Right, that's Walter. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do a crybaby match, at least put some milk in it. It doesn't have to be actual baby milk. You know, just get some apps And this is a fucking... You just do normal milk. This is going to be a, a diaper. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, well. Is he going to powder his bum? DBS is not going to allow it to happen. Oh! I did not expect that. <laughs> the talc in the face of DBS. We're about to see Razor Ramon change the diaper of the 123 kid. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that in my life. This is. It's so ham fisted. But I like it. Oh, powder. Oh, that is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you're covered in sweat. You've got all this, and you're going to have to go in the back and have a shower and get rid of all this. Is that yeah, anybody... sweat and the water he's just poured all over him. Yes. If it was just water. Because if you're a river, you're putting glue in there and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but it, it was too liquid for glue. Even super yeah. glue, it was just way too thin. Uh, but Waltman just got a mouthful of talc there. Oh, that's not good. Christ, why would you put yourself through this? Oh, right, he's picking up the bottles. That's a that's a one, two, three kid because he's he's blinded. It looks like Ace Freely on a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He does. He looks. Like, he looks like old school Ace Freely. Like fucking the paint's fucking cracking off his face. He's got his mouth open. I was, and... was going to say Ace Freely on a good night. <laughs> yeah, good night for Ace Freely. <laughs> what's what's with the karate stuff? Come on. I genuinely don't know. This has. So is he going to dump Dibiase here? Right. With the way he's acting, this is his last match. 
It has to be. I can't see it not being just the way he's acting. I'm a bit perplexed with DiBiase, to be honest, because was he not like Lloyds of London and like weren't supposed to be bumping or anything? Oh, he's he's never going to get into a soccer team like that. Uh, I'm going to assume that it. Yeah, he probably was one of those people that was. But he bumped. He yeah. definitely he bumped a couple of times. Well, to be fair, if when you when you're watching any of the Legion of Doom stuff from well through WCW and then the return to WWE, is that I think it's uh, Road Warrior Hawk that's actually not allowed to wrestle. You know, he's got he's he's got loads of London insurance. Yeah, so, I did. Oh, and there's Tammy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sonny. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that's awkward. Very awkward. <laughs> we, do, we don't need to talk about uh, Tammy. We'll, we'll, she, with the way things are going, she's going to get her own tribute episode at some point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's dark, but I mean, <laughs> people out there, if you're wrestling fans, you, you you understand it. What a fucking gorgeous human being, though. Jesus Christ, you yeah. can see why Vince liked her so much. Yes. Holy hell. But yeah. Uh, I think Jake is. Jake Roberts likes her uh, a lot as well. He's showing her his, his, uh, his snake here. Uh, that is, uh, <laughs> he didn't literally just whip it out, by the way. <laughs> he has done that on pay-per-view before, but it, it's, <laughs> it's not here. Uh, Heroes of Wrestling, do not watch it. <laughs> right, I know we were meant to be watching another match, but Howard Finkel's in the ring here, ready to announce the next match, and there's just a guy in a tux just sweeping up all the powder. He's like, <laughs> you don't have plenty of time I to got... clean the ring. Oh, from f- so far away, I actually thought it was Vince. <laughs> it did look a bit like him, didn't it? Yeah, this is Vince's stunt double or something like that. I've actually been that guy, mate. I, we put a wrestling show on years and years ago in Blackburn, and uh, they brought Silly String in. One of the guys, he had like a nightclub gimmick. Um, really, really nice lad from Wales, and I've um, I've completely forgot his name, so I apologise to him, but uh, he was fucking brilliant. And anyway, brought Silly String into the ring and stuff like that, and God, we had a bit of an intermission, and I'm like, right, because we rented the ring as well, and I was like, right, I've got to get rid of this Silly String, and it oh, it wouldn't come off, but oh, the crowd oh. were there, and and I kind of I kind of sang um, Queens, I want to break free while I was sweeping up in the ring, so <laughs> it was fun, it was fun. Um, I can imagine oh, oh. with Silly String as well is that after a while it does harden. So depending on the amount of Silly String you got in the ring, if you're taking a bump on that, it's going to be very uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I went bumping, so it's not really my problem. <laughs> um, but obviously with the lights, with the sweat, with the water and stuff like that, I don't know. It could have gone either way. You know what I mean? It could have gone really gloopy and sticky and, and oh. it could have been a nightmare to get out. But... I wasn't. They didn't say that that the the guys who, who rented us the ring kept the deposit or anything like that. So I presume that they managed to get it all out. Uh, probably just a bit of dry cleaning or something like that. Um. So yeah, we'll 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 obviously move on to our final match, which you're going to be able to find on uh, YouTube, which is going to be Scott Hall versus Japanese Young Boy. Now, uh, this this is one that Brian did uh, mention to me. Yeah, I saw on. Uh on Twitter, uh, someone had actually posted it up. Um, yes, it is Scott Hall versus a young uh, Tanahashi. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his first name. I'm not very good at pronouncing Japanese wrestlers' names. Uh, I can just about say Minoru Suzuki. That's that's as far as I'll go. Uh, I, I still now and then call Shinsuke Nakamura Shinsuke Nakamura. I, I don't mean it. I don't do it on purpose. It's just <laughs> how I read it sometimes. Yeah. But yes, so a young Tanahashi from 9th of September in 2001. So, obviously, Scott Hall's on his exertion to Japan at this point, uh, before yeah. going to WWE. Uh, I, I like that he continued wrestling. Kept himself in shape. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't looking too bad here, was he? And I know that, that him, and, uh, him and Nash were off somewhere else at some like indie show on the final Nitro. Um, for whatever reason, I've not... I've not I don't think I've actually got to that part in the Nitro book. Uh, whether it's even covered in there or not, I don't know. But there is a story flying around as to why Hall and Nash weren't at the like, the final Nitro. Um, either A, they weren't invited, or B, you know, they just didn't want to go. I, I have no idea. Um, but from what I saw of that, they both looked like they were still in decent shape. And um, yeah. Like you said, Hall's Hall's looking good, and he's keeping the ring rust off as well. And he's keeping the ring rust in a pretty, keeping the ring rust off in a pretty decent way because, you know, going over to Japan, it's a completely different ball game, isn't it, when it comes to wrestling? So yes, good on him. Uh, yeah, just uh, count us down when you're ready, Brian, and we'll press play on this one, Bob. Yep. Three, two, <coughs> one, play. Oh, I I got caught out by the commentary. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, uh, I muted it. <laughs> I, I, I am not making the same mistake twice. All oh, right. Well, just to let you know what his theme tune is, it's uh, "Ready or Not" by the Fugees. Oh yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, one of his themes. Yeah, so random. I think he had it in ECW, didn't he? I don't know. I don't remember it being in ECW. Yeah, well, a couple of times, I think. Uh, going back to what I was uh, I was saying, by the way, uh, about one two three kid, it was actually his last match on pay per view. He did wrestle right. one more time on Raw, uh, where he lost mm. to Savio Vega. But I think with the way it's implying here that that was taped before the pay per view, it wasn't meant to be his last All match. Right. The pay per view was his last match. Now, ah, Hiroshi. I, pro- I probably should have been able to pronounce that, but when you put Hiroshi Tanahashi, I, I thought I was going to go and uh, mumble it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he seriously looks like a Tekken character here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. But, with I that. mean, to be fair, so does Scott Hall with the way he's got that ponytail up. <laughs> it's the old two guy ponytail. Yes. Nobody out there knows who Two Guy is. <laughs> we should probably elaborate <laughs> on that, but now we'll just let we'll just let people sort of Google it. <laughs> You're in for a treat if you look look him up on YouTube. I'm intrigued by this because it doesn't look like they're, they're both going to be similar styles. But that's that's an engagement that we've had in, in a few uh, conversations in it on when we've been doing the podcast that a clash of styles actually works out better sometimes. Yes. I mean that's what I like about the cruiserweight division. Like especially if you get like a, a Japanese guy and a, just against like Rey Mysterio, they might have some very similar high flying 
manoeuvres, but then you mm. also get like that that strong style that bleeds through. Yeah, it's something that WWE had on a plate with a light heavyweight division, but they never tapped into it. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and, and well, they did tap into it. They just didn't care. <laughs> it's like just the other day, or, or randomly, randomly watching uh, a match between um, uh, Takamichi Noku and. Uh, Ag- Aguila. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh, you have it on mute, dude. Fuck me. I, I, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I did not need to have it on. <laughs> I heard that. We out. <laughs> you heard that from your house, from my house. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a fucking... That was a chop. But the, the whole place, you could hear a pin drop anyway, so that's just yeah, echoed all the way through the arena. It? That's the thing about oh, Japanese word. fans. So yeah, as I was saying, yeah, we were there just randomly watching a match between uh, Taka uh, Michinoku and uh, Aguila, who was S.A. Rios in a mask. Uh, oh, From cool. WrestleMania 14. And it's a complete yeah. clash of styles, and it's really, really good. Really good match. Not long, but it was a really good match. Well worth working up. Taka Michinoku was so underrated. He's still, yes, and he Taka's still is. Always... How regarded yeah. as one of the best wrestlers of his time, but never got his due. I'm also pointing yeah. out that uh, this is really low res is this video, which you can expect, but yeah. there is a noticeable glint to Scott Hall's knee uh, knee pads. They're not cloth. They are. You can tell. You can tell they've got a, a layer of plastic on top of them. That must be yeah. making it difficult to to move his knees a little bit. But it'd be all cloth at the back, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. It could be silk on the front, but like you said, no, it's, not being able it, to. Uh... It's the way you the way you look at it, you can tell it's not silk. It's like you mm. you you can see from Tanahashi's knee pads that just that uh, that shine on it that it is a certain type of cloth. Scott Hall's knee pads look hard. Mm. I don't want to get hit by one of them. <laughs> oh. Imagine <laughs> imagine getting a knee breaker from that. Gonna put him away outside of edge time. Is he gonna find a way out of it? No, he's not. He's all the way up. Oh no, he's kicking. He's kicking. No, it's gotta be game over. Oh uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? Oh, he's getting the fucking mic. Oh, he's taking the microphone. Right, I've got to turn me uh, volume up. Hey, yo. It's got to be. Come on. He might have just unplugged the entire microphone. Oh, and he's rolled him up, and it's a three. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. That is brilliant. Who did he call out? I don't know. I didn't quite catch the name. No, I, 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 I just—it's not one that I'm familiar with. I'm not really familiar with a lot of, a lot of wrestlers from this time. What I do find funny though is that you went, "Hey yo, it's got to be," and he just went, "Hey." <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, he, he did me a little bit there. Yeah. That <laughs> was that wasn't wasn't too bad of a match. I mean, again, we were, we were just sort of looking looking at things. Um, he, he was he was there to put Tanahashi over, and of course, fucking hell, if you're a young Tanahashi and you're getting put over by Scott Hall in that manner, like regardless, you're getting very little offence in, even just a roll up. It's like that means something. It has a lot yeah. of weight behind it. You know, yeah. and I mean Scott Hall clearly had a lot of weight behind him. We said he was in good shape. He's got a tummy on him. Uh, it weren't <laughs> quite noticeable in the entrance because it's always quite dark in in the uh, in the rampways in in Japan. That wasn't New Japan, but just in Japan, uh, Japanese uh, companies, the rampways always used to be quite dark compared to to anything that WCW, WWE, and even AEW today, they're even TNA or Impact or whatever you want to call it. It kind of reminds me of old school, you know, British wrestling. Yes. Where the emphasis is on the ring and only the ring. Yeah. Like the entranceways and stuff well, like it, that, they don't really matter. Yeah, it, go, it goes far as back as, uh, you know, uh, the old territory days as well. Like, if you went, it, it, if you was to go to, like, Texas and places like that, I mean, Steve Austin is like he's regarded as plenty of stories about going to the Texas uh, uh, sport. I can't remember what he, what they call it. The fucking very famous famous arena. It's not there anymore. But uh, Sportorium, Sportatorium, or something fucking weird like that. He he just says like it, his first experience of wrestling was uh, an event on Christmas Day, which is bizarre to me, really fucking yeah. bizarre. But on a Christmas Day, they went to see and. He, he just talked about it because it was just a really dark arena or you could see uh, you couldn't see fans or you could see smoke because obviously there's smoking doors and many people were smoking mm-hmm. he said but they had just one light on the ring like one big light above the ring just on it on the time and it was there to add emphasis onto the ring so it's like it's yeah. a very old school idea that yeah. um, I do like the high presentation of wrestling today I I can't lie. I, that is what I grew up with, so I'm gonna be slightly biased about that. But I, w- I would say, you know, one PW, you're coming back. Why not do something like that? You know, just do a little bit old school thing. Darken the ramps, yeah. uh, light on the ring, emphasize what's going on in the ring. It'll look pretty cool, and it'll look different. Yeah. I think this is something that NWA should be doing. You're in a, you're, yeah, I mean they don't have all the glitz and glamour either, no, do they? Really? But they they're in a studio <laughs> and they've got like the little uh, the stage. To the, well, it's not even a stage; it's just that little setup to the to uh, to the right of the ring where you know they cut promos and all that, which is mm. basically how they used to do it. it. So yeah, they probably don't need to do that, but it would be pretty cool. Hmm. Well, that's going to wrap it up, I think, for our uh, for our little tribute to Scott Hall. Um, we hope that you've uh, enjoyed going down memory lane and viewing, not maybe not some of Scott Hall's, Razor Ramon's best matches, but some things that are going to live in infamy. As Brian said there, you know, um, Tanahashi getting the win over Scott Hall is a, it's a monumentous thing to happen in any young lad's career. Um him showing that he's got a sense of humour as well when it comes to being booked in crybaby matches. Um, you know, the, 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 we could have gone for the old, uh, the old greats, couldn't we? We could have gone with the ladder match, you know, and everything like yeah. that, which is what everybody is going to be talking about and was talking about uh, when when Scott sadly passed. 
but we we didn't want to go down that route. We wanted I I definitely wanted to see some new stuff, like stuff that I'd never seen before. And now, you know, I'm a couple more matches sort of. Um, the the knowledge database has got a little bit more knowledge to it than it would have simply watching that. Yeah, completely agree. Very much for the umpteenth time because we all know what happened and uh, we all know that it holds up. But um, it's a sad thing to have to sort of um, think back on when we're watching matches like this and unfortunately as as the story's further developed since he passed away um, it was really gut-wrenching really heartbreaking and you know we we we, we certainly don't gloss over the fact that we know that that, that Scott all had his troubles and then you know at one time or another he was a uh, he was a he was "Quote unquote, a bad guy, you know. <laughs> he's he's done a, a couple of dodgy things in his life, uh, but he always it always seemed like as he as he went through life, he he really repented and he'd really sort of um, garnered forgiveness, yeah, for for some of the things that he'd done as well. And obviously, as it came to the end, um, there, there there was there was talk that he'd sort of." wasn't handling the pandemic very well and he'd sort of turned back to the drink and stuff which is it's really heartbreaking you, to think about because he'd done so much yeah that is know. some information you withheld from me you just said like you just gave me a message one night just saying there's been further developments you can look it up for yourself yeah. if you want to i never did because i like no uh, that wasn't that wasn't the worst of it to be honest mate no, it, but it, it, it's not necessarily a slight on his character or anything no, like that no, there, was other, there was other details which I'm not going to go into now that just really just really upset me yeah you know what I mean like it just really really upset me and I, I, I didn't I, I certainly didn't want to just you know fire that over in a text message like it was some sort of fucking wrestling news thing you know because it's somebody somebody's life it's somebody's death and it's it, it was really really sensitive so it that the main thing is to remember to remember him not for that but for you know the kinds of things that we we we've just watched the kind of things that we we continue to watch on the nitrogen podcast as well yeah um, and i think that's that's the saddest thing about his death to me because like like i've said in the in this episode uh i didn't grow up on Razor Ramon i didn't grow up on Scott Hall he was he was hmm. he was gone by the time i got into wrestling and then he had his little brief comeback where, you know, let, let's be honest, that wasn't Scott Hall. It wasn't the Scott Hall that mm. everyone loved. It was a shadow of himself. So for me, by doing this podcast, by virtue of doing this podcast, we've seen him uh, come in and I've been absolutely enthralled by the guy. Like, yeah. you know, if, if we were to like... Got a, got have a rating system of like who who was the who was the best player you know on this episode or whatever you know man of the episode whatever you want to call it I I'd, I'd said more more often than not it would be Scott Hall Scott Hall Scott Hall because even if he wasn't wrestling he was fucking entertaining in the ring yes. any little <laughs> thing that he did in the crowd any any eye roll or any, any new I, I've always talked about the nuances and he had it in fucking spades he he just knew. How to play up to the mic? Up to the mic. Uh, I, I meant the camera, but yeah, he knew how to play up to the mic as well. But he knew how to play up to the camera, yeah. to the crowd. He was fucking brilliant, the, the, and, and yeah. we're seeing it in some of the matches here as well. He knew where the fucking hard cam were. He knew where the hard cam oh, were. Oh, all and times, all times. Yeah, he was very, very conscious about it, and I think he's probably 
the most conscious person I've seen in terms of the hard camera. I don't think I've seen anybody that's just so on the ball like that. Just, he, he were fucking brilliant. And that's that's it. That's why it's so sad for me because I'm just getting the, I, I wouldn't say a whole new appreciation. I had an appreciation for him from, little, from what little I've seen of him beforehand. But my, my appreciation just ever growth. It just ever growth. And to lose him so early in into his run in WCW as we're watching is really fucking it's heartbreaking because now it's as we go forward like we can we can enjoy his work don't get me wrong but it's also just going to be a reminder yeah that guy's not with us anymore and it just would be nice if at some point as 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 we go along with this podcast we you know we're, we're looking at like conventions and things like this and just hoping like someone like Scott Hall being there, I could actually say to him in person, I wasn't a fan growing up because I, I didn't know who you were. And well, I knew who you were, but I just didn't see any of your stuff. I'm seeing it now as a 30, 34, nearly 35 year old man. And you're already in my top five ever. Like that's how good you are. That's how good you were. I, it's fucking hard that I couldn't ever like say that to him. I couldn't. I didn't even fucking tweet that to him. Like, and and that's something I really wish I had done now. But you know, as I say, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you you don't you don't plan for these things. You don't. You know, people aren't going to live forever. Your heroes aren't going to live forever. But you, sometimes you just don't think to assess, You know, to tweet at them or out like that. You know before it's too late you just don't want to plan ahead like that but it makes me a little bit more conscious now that in terms of if i see someone that i really am entertained by you know i've got twitter it's an accessible thing just to be able to tweet at them and just say i I, this you know i've 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 been exposed to you and i'm really enjoying your work or, or whatever yeah it's it the, the main thing to remember is, like you say, n- nobody lasts forever, do no. they? And go to the gigs and go to the wrestling shows I, and go to the conventions. Go and do whatever you want. Just don't, don't, don't put it yeah. off. I know, I know. It's you know, we're all tightening belts and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, if, if a gig's going to cost you twenty five quid, go to it. And yeah, just just go. Yeah, just go. you know, it's just because you 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 might regret it one day. Yes, you know, not going. So, and 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 that's... apologies if like I got a bit repetitive with what I was saying though, but I was getting quite emotional, <laughs> mm. you know, because it is genuinely heartbreaking. Yeah, of course it is. And that's that's unfortunately that's that's something that we're probably gonna have to deal with when we go back onto the old natural timeline. But um, we'll try and make it fun. The, yeah, the main thing is to, to 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 enjoy it for for what it is. Try and put yourselves back in that nineteen ninety six sort of mentality and. Uh, Forget for a moment that he's gone and just, you know, act like he's here. So I mean, not to compare him to Eddie Guerrero or you know even Benoit, you know, for different reasons. It's just like we've been able to skirt around the fact that they're not here and still enjoy their work. Yeah, you know, we're not we've yeah. not ever felt like we needed to dwell on their passing. Scott Hall, it's it's still very raw. And it, yeah. we are going to dwell on that a little bit. And I think we're going to dwell on that for quite some time yet. But we are... 
first and foremost, we consider ourselves entertainers. You know, this this is the whole point of this podcast. If we're not entertaining people, there's no point in us doing it. You know, so first no. and foremost, that's what we try to be. You know, if, if it's a silly Simpsons reference or, or what have you, you know, just a, a joke that toes the line a little bit. It's just, we want to make people laugh. We want to make, make people yeah. tune back in. We are going to try and continue to do that. It's not pretending that he's not here. It's just a case of, you know, just like like, like Mark says, just enjoying what he did. Just enjoy what he did and talk about what he did. We out solemn taunt. It's just going to be a little bit. It's a challenge for us. That's that's yeah. that's the best way I can put it. It is going to be a challenge. Yeah. Well, we'll sign off from this one. We're not we're not going to give you the usual spiel because uh, we have more respect than that. But we will say our thoughts and our prayers, and they they, they will for a long time. They all go out to. Uh, guys like Kevin Nash and obviously Scott Hall's entire family and those very close to him because um, they're the ones that need it right now. So um, from us to you, um, we hope that your um, your mournful period <coughs> is a... <coughs> I'm starting now. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we know that mournful periods, I, I don't think that mournful periods ever end you just kind of start getting used to the fact that somebody's not there, but you you never stop missing them. No. So uh, our hearts go out to all you guys, and uh, we'll hopefully be able to, uh, I don't know, maybe share a conversation with a guy like Kevin Nash one day and, and just say we we really appreciated Scott's work and uh, we miss him, not as much as you do, but we, we certainly do. Yes. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I'm going to sign off because Mark has uh, decided to uh, leave me on my own because he was starting to get a little bit too emotional. So thank you for tuning in. This was one last one for the good guy.